Hello everybody and welcome to 38 Weeks to Go, your weekly podcast about fantasy football. This is a preview show and we are looking forward to game week 13. We now have 25 weeks left to go. So, before going into the matchups, I'm just going to go through team news and injuries. Starting with Man City, KDB is still out, but uh, John Stones is questionable. Kovacic will be out for two to three weeks. Ake is out. Edison withdrew from Brazil because of a foot problem. He is still questionable. Mateus Nunes is also out with a muscle injury. But I know we all want to hear about Haaland. He injured his ankle over international duty. And his status isn't clear. They're saying he pulled out of the game against Scotland in order to be able to play this game against Liverpool. So it seems he will feature at some point. As for Liverpool, McAllister will be back from suspension. Curtis Jones had a hamstring injury and he should be back. Gavinberg, Konate and Joe Gomez will be available. Robertson, Bajetic and Alcantara are still out. For Burnley, Lyle Foster is out. Mental break, it seems. Antonio got injured for West Ham playing for Jamaica, so he will be out for at least a month. Jared Bowen picked up an injury for England and it's a knee problem, so we don't know how it will go. For Luton, Kabori got injured playing for Burkina Faso, so he will be out. Okay, it's a concussion, so it really depends on if he's cleared to play. They may risk it, they may not. Crystal Palace have no major injuries to think about. For Newcastle, Guimaraes returns, so that's good. It means they don't have that 17-year-old playing in the midfield. Signs are pointing to Isak and Almiron being available to feature against Chelsea at some point or in some capacity. Fabian Scher also seems to be back. Harvey Barnes, Jacob Murphy, Elliot Anderson, Mark Target, Dan Byrne are still out. Tonali, of course, has that crazy 10-month ban. Callum Wilson is out for at least four to six weeks. For Chelsea, Ben Chilwell is out. Fofana, Chaloba, Chukwameka, Lavia, Nkunku are out. Levi Colwell and Malogusto should be back. For Nottingham Forest, Awani withdrew from Nigeria with a groin injury. Elanga also withdrew from the Swedish squad. Heads up, his Swedish. Who knew? Murillo is also out with a hamstring injury. And Kalam hudson is touch and go. He may or may not play. For Brighton, Dahoud starts a three-match ban. Solimarch is still out. Welbeck is out. And Ciso is out. Now, Luis Dunk, Estupinian, Lamti, and Milner are all half and half. 
It's not clear. We won't know until game time, it seems. Mitoma is also rated 50% and is very doubtful for the game week. So bench your Brighton assets. Sheffield United only have William McBurney and Ame Hodzic back. They still have that long injury list. Bournemouth have Alex Scott, Tyler Adams and Darren Randolph out. Ryan Fredericks and Emiliano Marcondes are getting close, but these are people who will not be in any of our teams. Philip Billing could be back. Aaron's could be back. For Brentford, of course, Ivan Tony is still out. Kevin Shudder is still out. Rico Henry is still out. And Keenly Potter, Josh De Silva, and Damsgaard are still out. In case you have Raya, the goalkeeper, he won't be able to play this weekend because he's on loan. For Arsenal, Raya won't be available this weekend. Fabio Vieira is not available this weekend. Party and Timber and Emil Smith-Rowe are out. Jesus may be back. I mean, he played 90 minutes for Brazil, so he is fit to play. So that doesn't sound good for Nketiah. Odegaard resumed training this week. Ben White is a touch and go decision, and the decision will be made close to game time. For the Spurs, Madison is out, Van de Ven is out, Richarlison is out, Mano Solomon, Perisic, and Sessegnon are out. Romero and Bisuma are suspended. Udoji will be back. Swan is fine. For Aston Villa, Tyron Mings is out. Buendia is out. Diego Carlos is still... It's not clear if he may play. McGinn and Cash are questionable because they picked up Knox. So they're going to make that a last-minute decision as well. For Everton, only Onana is out. Well, of course, Aliandro Gomez and Seamus Coleman are out. But those have been out for a while now. For Manu... Sancho is out, of course. Malas is out. Casemiro is out. Lissandra Martinez is out. Eriksen is out. Highland may be out. And Johnny Evans, then cuttable Johnny Evans, is still out. Onana picked up an injury, so he may be out. Luke Shaw is back in training after three months, so there's hope that he may feature as a sub or something like that. Bisaka should be back from his injury. For Fulham, Joao Palinha will be out. He's suspended. Muniz is injured for another week or two. Isodiop is out. And Tosin Adarabioyo is out. For Wolves, Craig Dawson is serving a one-match suspension. And Neto is not yet back. It may be one or two weeks. Samedo 
has an injury, so he may not play. Looking at Liverpool versus Man City, in their last five encounters in the Premier League, it's been two draws, two wins for City, and one win for Liverpool. Since Kevin De Bruyne is out, you know it's going to be Bernardo Silva who will be the most important man in this match for Man City. The status of Haaland is unclear, and knowing Pep, anything can go. He could start, or he could come on after the half, or a weird combination. Haaland hasn't scored against Liverpool in the Premier League yet. Because of his unsure status, I will not be captaining him, also because of his poor record against Liverpool. He will be on my team just in case he comes on. Salah will be my captain. At least that is how I feel right now. Haaland, Alvarez, Foden. I think they will start at Grealish. I've been noticing that they start at Grealish for big games, so they may start with him. I think they will be the most important players. However, there's a liability at right back called Trent Alexander-Arnold. And Pep may just decide to embarrass him by putting Doku on just to just destroy him on that wing to make sure that Salah is falling back to help to get him tired. That's what I'd do. But then again, I'm managing a fantasy team and Pep is managing Man City. So, yeah. For Liverpool, Nunez seems to step up under weird circumstances. I wish I knew what his conditions were. He will be dangerous. If Salah scores, it's most likely going to come from his assist. Jota is always dangerous. He is dangerous. Salah, of course, goes without mentioning. And, yeah, I think that's it. Man City have Tottenham, Aston Villa after this. So it's not exactly an easy run, but it's Man City. There's nothing too difficult for them in England or elsewhere. Liverpool have Fulham, Sheffield, Crystal Palace, Man United, and then West Ham. Sorry, and then Arsenal. So for me, I'm going to start moving into Liverpool. They have a few very many winnable fixtures. Burnley versus West Ham. West Ham should win this game. Burnley are... I don't know. They just don't have it. I'm waiting for company to just adjust himself to the Premier League, but it's not happening. He's stubborn. And his stubbornness is costing him. I really give props to the Burnley guys for not having sacked him yet. Antonio will be out for this game. Bowen is doubtful. So, James Ward-Prowse, Paqueta, and probably Kudus will be the most dangerous people. And if you listen to the interview with Mr. Mutune, then you know he's backing Susek to score. Burnley will play well in patches. They will create chances in patches but they will ultimately fail to deliver because that's what they've been doing. They will make mistakes and they will be punished. 
West Ham have Burnley, Crystal Palace, Tottenham, Fulham, and Wolves as their next five matches. Those are going to be interesting matches. I think they're not straightforward or easy, but they're not too difficult either. Burnley have West Ham, Sheffield, Wolves, Brighton, and Everton. Those are not particularly difficult games, but for Burnley, every game is difficult. Luton are playing Crystal Palace. I am hoping for a clean sheet from Crystal Palace in this game. Eze is back. And so, of course, I am hopeful. Olise is going to be touch and go. He will probably play. And so I don't know how Luton will resist. I just hope they don't score. I hope they lose 1-0 like they did the other weekend. Luton are a better team than Burnley. I had previously mislabeled them as the Whipping Boys, but they clearly are not the Whipping Boys. Burnley are the Whipping Boys. It's now between Burnley and Sheffield as to who is our worst team. I think Sheffield are a bit unlucky with losing 10 players, so you give them the benefit of the doubt. But Burnley are bad. For Crystal Palace, Eze, Edouard, Mateta, Olise, if he plays, are you? The defenders. Everybody's going to be dangerous in this game. For Luton, Lokia seems to be a good bet in the back. At the front, Morris will be interesting. Townsend and Ogbeni can cause trouble. It really depends on how things go. Bournemouth have Crystal Palace, Brentford, Arsenal, Man City, Bournemouth. So it's going to be a tough middle. And then, who knows, maybe it'll be all three are tough after that. Crystal Palace have Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth, Liverpool and Man City. So they need to start off strong and then hang on at the end. If you listen to the beginning part of this, when it comes to Newcastle versus Chelsea, Newcastle have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players unavailable. Well, Chelsea have eight. So it almost seems like a competition of who's not available. Chelsea seem to have been doing better in adversity in terms of their rotation of their squad than Newcastle. Newcastle, of course, don't have the depth that Chelsea have, so that's probably why Chelsea are doing better. However, Guimaraes comes back and that should shore up the midfield. But this is a game Chelsea can take. Chelsea have been playing great against people of a high reputation. So, just as they did against Man City, I see no reason why they can't give Newcastle a run for their money. And given their recent form, Nicholas Jackson will be there, Palmer will get a penalty, Sterling will be involved somehow, and maybe Mudrik will come just to top everything off. Maybe Nkunku might be back. We'll see. Chelsea are quite interesting. As for Newcastle... Oof. I'm going to have Trippier on, but I'm pretty sure they're going to concede. But I'm hoping he has an assist or something like that. Gordon will be played as a striker. 
from Newcastle this time. All people really want is to see them play like they want to win. Now, Champions League will be coming up the week after, I mean, the, on the week after the weekend. And so they may do some balancing of the squad. And so it'll be interesting to see how they line up. I would look at a head-to-head, but these two teams are in transition in such a way that head-to-head is not going to reflect a proper Chelsea team, nor a proper Newcastle team. So I'm just going to leave that as it is. Newcastle play Chelsea, then Manu, then Everton, then Tottenham, and then Fulham. So it's a mixed bag. And depending on who is available or not, that may determine how things go for them. This month coming up of December will be very crucial for Newcastle. Chelsea have Newcastle, Brighton, Manu, Everton, and Sheffield. So there are winnable games in there. It will be good for Chelsea to take advantage of these games. But knowing Chelsea, they will hammer Newcastle today, give Brighton a challenge, and then be hammered by Sheffield. <laughs> Nottingham Forest. Olaina has been great for them on the wing, so he may pop up with an assist. Brighton are depleted. They're so depleted, I wouldn't advise anybody to maintain their assets. I'm actually thinking of getting off Mitoma and moving off to Aston Villa. Nottingham Forest have a chance to take this game. However, they are missing so many players as well. Elanga is out. Hudson Odoi is out. Awoni picked up a knock. It's not clear if he will play. So they are missing, but also Nottingham Forest have a deep, deep squad. So they have the fresher players, the better rested players, and the deeper squad. So I think they should be the ones who should be looked at as favourites. It's just picking up players from them. Is it Tofolo? I really don't know. Morgan Gibbs-White? He could be a differential. Could it be Wood? It's so tough to know with Nottingham Forest. So, for Forest, they have Brighton, Everton, Fulham, Wolves, Spurs. Outside Spurs, these are all winnable games. So, if you pick up the right players from Nottingham Forest, this could be quite an interesting run for them and for your team, especially if you're looking to make up with differentials. In these matches, in these fixtures, this is where the differentials lie. Brighton are suffering this year. They're suffering from success. They're playing on two fronts. They have Europe again this week. So, you know, after this Nottingham Forest game, they have they will probably be hammered by Chelsea the next weekend. And then they'll have Brighton, Burnley, and Arsenal after Marseille. So they'll probably be hammered by Arsenal again. So, for Brighton, it really depends on if Dezabi can get these fixtures right. If he can get the balance of his team right. They have conceded in every game this season. And there's no reason why they will not concede in this game. The next five fixtures are tricky. But it all depends on who comes back for them. That's all that matters. If they have the full team, they're good. If they don't, they're less than that. I honestly don't know how to pick a player from Brighton. I would say 
Ferguson uh, Gross and Bonanote. That's that's it. Those those are the only players I'd recommend right now. Sheffield versus Bournemouth. Relegation Derby. Both of these teams must win this game. Must. <laughs> I don't know how they'll both do it, but one of them must win this game. I favour Bournemouth simply because they have more players available to them. They were impressive against Newcastle. And if that kind of form continues, with the recent happenings to Everton, whew, Bournemouth may have a way out of this situation. For Bournemouth, it's the usual suspects. Solanke, Billing, Semenyo. I'm going to gamble. I'm getting Ketia out of my team because of Jesus' return. And I'm going to gamble on Solanke, I'm telling you now. For Sheffield, the safest bet is Archer. That's it. After this game, after the Sheffield game, Bournemouth have Aston Villa, Crystal Palace, Manu, and Luton. Sheffield have Bournemouth, Burnley, Liverpool, Brentford, Chelsea. And out of all of those games, I'm trying to decide which one will be easier for them. Burnley or Chelsea? <laughs> Brentford versus Arsenal. I'm really hoping that Mbemo takes his chances. He really messed up the last time. Arsenal can be gotten at, but the odds are they will keep a clean sheet. So I've been thinking of late of getting into their defense. I had thought of Ben White, but he didn't play the last game week, and now he's a bit shaky in this one. Saliba is just the best bet if you're going into that defense. Raya will not be able to play this game, guys. He will not be able to play because he's on loan from Brentford, so he cannot play against his parent club. For Arsenal, whoever other Arsenal players you have, maybe outside and get here, are probably the Arsenal players you should stay with. So if you have, well, unless you have like Odegaard, because he hasn't been playing and you still have him, you're sleeping. But Martinelli, maybe Jesus could be a differential. Saka, that's about it. And the defender, if you believe they'll keep a clean sheet. Ramsdale will be back if you haven't sold him. For Brentford, the usual suspects. There could be a random defender who shows up to score this time. I don't know who it is. Then, of course, you have Mbemo, Jensen, Visa. That's it. Brentford have Arsenal, Luton, Brighton, Sheffield, and Aston Villa. Wow. After Arsenal, those fixtures are very nice. Huh. I didn't know this. But there could be something for Brentford. This could be a good run of form for them. Arsenal have Brentford, Wolves, Luton, Aston Villa, and Brighton. Those are not exactly easy games, but they're all winnable. When it comes to the Tottenham game versus Aston Villa... Aston Villa should be clear favourites for this one, and that's why I'm moving into their midfield. They have fresher players, just have available players. You know they say availability is the best ability. 
and a lot of Aston Villa players will be available for this fixture, while Tottenham will be doing that thing they did last week over where Ben Davis, the left-back, will be playing as a centre-back. They are not in a good place right now, but at least Udoji will be back. But this should not be a clean sheet for Tottenham. I don't think they'll be able to hold on. I think the changes are just too many. And I think before they figure it out, it may be one or two more games. And I don't think Yomiri is going to give them space to learn this one. Son will be the guy. And goodness, who else? I don't know. Klulewski? It's going to be a tough one. For Aston Villa, it's the usual suspect. Watkins will be dangerous. Our friends, Diaby and Bailey. Maybe Douglas Lewis might step in with a penalty. The usual suspects should be causing trouble, as they usually do. Tottenham, after this game, have City, West Ham, Newcastle, and Nottingham Forest. Those are not easy fixtures, and these fixtures are coming at the worst time for them. Now that I see this, I may be moving off Son in the near future. But then again, he tends to score in difficult games. So I will probably hang on to him until the City game. If he does not score against City, then I'll let him go. So Aston Villa are entering a phase of difficult matches themselves. They have Spurs, Bournemouth, Man City, Arsenal, and then Brentford. So they tend to struggle with teams that play better than them, or rather that are ranked higher than them. So it'll be interesting to see how they cope with the Arsenal and City games. Everton, Manu. Everton were deducted 10 points for FFP regulations. So they are currently on four points just ahead of Burnley. That's how bad Burnley are. They've lost 10 points and they're still behind them. I mean, they're still last. However, Sheffield have five, Luton have six, and Bournemouth have nine. Everton are in great form of late, and I believe they will make up these points, and I believe they will be safe if they keep it mentally together. Manu are not Manu, and Everton should cause them trouble in this game. Of course, through the usual suspects. Dukure, Harrison, who's on the left? Is it McNeil? Dwight McNeil? They can just be gotten at. Manu can be gotten at. For Manu, they'll probably win this game 1 0. They've been winning 1 0 for the last two or three games. Just pick who you think will score. You're probably right. If you think it's Dallo, you're probably right. If you think it's Lindelof, you're probably right. If you think it's Fernandez, you're probably right. If you think it's Rashford, you're wrong. You're definitely wrong. <laughs> Man, you have Everton, Newcastle, Chelsea, Bournemouth, and Liverpool. So their run of fixtures are not going to be light or easy. So Everton will be their easiest game for a while. Let's see how they get through the next three or four games. Everton have Man U, Nottingham Forest, Newcastle, Chelsea, and Burnley. And I think they can win at least three of those games. 
Fulham take on Wolves in what will be a Monday night fixture. It will also be the last game of the weekend. Wolves will be hoping our man Neto will be back, but he won't be. Fulham will be without Palinia, so there's an opportunity for Wolves to really take advantage of their lack of strength in the midfield. These two teams for me are teams that are both missing something. That makes the teams tick. And so it could be a boring draw or a very exciting game because they're both missing pieces. For Wolves, it's going to be the Korean guy. It may be Belgard. It may be Cunha. Those are the strongest chances. For Fulham, Raul Jimenez looked good the other day, so he may be back. William should be back. I mean, should be good. Dikodo Reed should be good. Outside that, maybe that um, the guy who's called the own goal, I think it was called Morrison. Sorry, Robinson. He's a double-edged sword. It's really hard to pick from a team which doesn't look like it can do anything. Fulham play Wolves, Liverpool, Forest, West Ham, and Newcastle. In theory, these games should be competitive for them, but I can only see them winning one game, probably losing the other four. Wolves have Fulham, Arsenal, Burnley, Nottingham, and West Ham. And I can count three victories in those matches. I think Wolves are in a better spot than Fulham right now. And that's how the matches look this week. What will you be doing to your team? I have two free transfers, so I know I'll be making two changes. I'm just not settled quite just yet as to where they will be. In our table, it's getting close. So I know at the top there'll be decisions made and at the bottom there will be decisions made. All the best to all of you. Fantasy is back. I'm happy it's back. See you on the pitch. All the best. <laughs>